With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Tuesday after Liverpool 6, Leeds United 1 in the Premier League at Elland Road. The Reds go one better than Roy Hodgson's fearsome Crystal Palace team with the score against Leeds. Hapless, hapless Leeds who really look like a team that could find their way into the Championship. The first probably 34 minutes of the game was basically an exhibition of pointless possession. Liverpool had all of the ball, but it was very sterile. We didn't create anything of note with a couple of crosses into the box that were behind the player they were targeted to. And we let ourselves down with the final ball a couple of times. But on 35, Junior Firpo tries to lift the ball over Trent. The ball hits Trent. Firpo stops to cry for a handball. Leeds stop in general to cry for a handball. We break. And Cody Gakpo gets a tap in from a Trent assist. We had absolutely dominated possession. We deserved to be ahead. But it did take that Leeds mistake. But once they made that one mistake, they just seemed to really crumble. Four minutes later, Weston McKenney takes a simple ball in the middle of the pitch. Heavy touch. Diogo Jada steals the ball from him. Drives and drives and drives forward. Slips it into Mo. He hits it first time. And you could have put three or four Ilan Meliers in goal. They're not saving it. 2-0 at half time. We deserve to be 2-0 up based on the balance of play, the possession that we've had. But Leeds have had probably the more dangerous chances, the more dangerous opportunities in the half other than our two goals. Start of the second half, Ibu makes a big mistake. Sinistera scores. 2-1 and you start to feel that little little bit of doubt creep in. But then Liverpool turned it on and made abs- left absolutely no doubt over <clears throat> which team was the vastly superior team. 
On 52 minutes, Gakbo and Jones win the ball back. Again, it's a counter. Curtis drives forward, plays a lovely ball to Jota, and Jota finishes really well. His first goal in over a year. On 64 minutes, again, it's a counter-attacking goal. We win the ball on the edge of our box. Andy Robertson does brilliantly. And it ends with a Mo Salah goal. On 73, Diogo Jota makes it five. It's a Henderson cross. I still don't know if he was aiming the cross at Mo or at Jota because Mo has to duck for the ball to reach Jota. But it gets to Diogo. It doesn't come cleanly off his foot. It seems to come not so much off his shin, but like the front of his ankle. And it rattles into the bottom corner. Doesn't matter how it gets in as long as it gets in. Hopefully those two goals now will see him get back to the goal-scoring shot that we know. And then on 90 minutes, it's a gorgeous ball by Trent for his second assist. Darwin, great control, settles himself and finishes with his left foot. As a As a number nine, that goal is everything that you want to see. The run, the touch, the composure and the finish. They're all there. Showing that this guy can do it. I know he's missed a lot of chances this season. A lot of that is him being in his own head. He's put too much pressure on himself to perform. And he was snatching at chances. Earlier in the season, he chests that down and probably snatches at it. But... He's settled now, he's a lot more comfortable, and he's more confident. And you can even see he's more confident in other aspects of his game, like when he picks the ball up and dribbles past the player and picks the right option and just snaps in a nice crisp pass. Before, lads were having to run to catch his passes. Now, everything's defeat. He's playing a lot better. His overall game is absolutely improving. And I think next season we will see the very, very best of Darwin. It was the second season at Benfica where he really exploded. And I think next season we will see him explode for Liverpool. But that's 15 goals and four assists in less than 2,200 minutes this season. And remember, a lot of those minutes have come playing on the wing. He came on on the wing last night and then made that move central. I think next season he is going to be electric. Absolutely electric. It was great to see Luis Diaz come back last night and get a bit of a run out. Didn't have much involvement. Came on and played on the right. Just needs to ramp things up. I assume we'll see more of him against Forrest and then maybe after that he'll be back for a start. Like I said, it was great to see Diogo get his goals. It was great to see us react to the Leeds goal the way we did. Because many times this season, we would have really started to wobble there. But the fact that after going to 2-1 on 47 minutes, within five minutes we've gotten ourselves back to a two-goal lead, that was really positive. The two biggest positives from the night, though. Trent, in this new hybrid role where... Defensively, he's still the right back, 
But when we have the ball, he's playing in a double pivot. Last night with Fabinho, I thought the two of them... I thought Fab had a good game, though he still looks... He still looks slow. He doesn't look as slow as he might be Fabinho's dad, but as I said last night on Raw, maybe Fabinho's older brother. Um, but I thought Fab had a good game, but Trent was excellent, excellent in midfield. In, in that role, where he's just got a lot more freedom, he's more involved, he's on the ball all the time. I thought it was really promising. And the other one is Curtis Jones. And I think I'm going to write something for the website this week on Curtis because there's been a lot of discourse about Curtis and a lot of people have written him off. I've said for a long time, I think that kid just needs to play. He needs to go on loan and get a load of games under his belt because there's no doubting the natural talent. It It's there for all to see. The decision-making is what lets him down. And there was once or twice last night where his decision-making wasn't good, but then there was multiple times where his decision-making was excellent. He gets his assist. He had the most ground duels. He had the most tackles. He wasn't dribbled past at any point. Completed all of his, all of his own dribbles. His passing was good. It was crisp. Physically, he has what we need. Technically, he has what we need. With Curtis, it's just the mental side of the game. And if he can get that, he can be a big player for us. Maybe not an every game starter, but certainly someone that can play a really important squad role. And you look at that shape last night, and it it lines up as a 4-3-3 out of possession. And then it's a three, box three in possession with the two number eights pushing forward almost as two number tens. Trent slotting in next to the defensive midfielder. And then the the other defenders kind of forming it back three. Now, there was times last night when Robbo bombed forward and left it as, a, as just a back two of Ibu and Virgil. But that was fine. It's about picking and choosing the moments. But that shape suits Curtis so much better than the actual flat 4-3-3. I think it will suit Harvey more. I think it will suit Carvalho more because I think he could play as one of those, as an 8 in that system, where in possession he's been asked to play as a 10. The only two players it doesn't suit are Henderson and Milner. Henderson looked like a fish out of water last night as he has most of the season. And Milner, just there just isn't a role for him in the team. He's not good enough to play in midfield. And he can't play that full-back role because he doesn't have the passing range of Trent. Now, he'll still come on and he'll do James Milner things. Last night he came on and he fell over and then he clattered into somebody. And then he went on a bit of a pressing run where he seemed to get shorter the further he run. So... Those are the James Milner trifecta. Um, likelihood is that he leaves at the end of the season. It is absolutely time. So the only ill-fitting player we'll have beyond that is, you'd imagine, the captain, because I think the summer recruitment will be aimed at getting players that fit that way of playing. 
and you look at that left-sided role that Curtis played last night, it's very similar to the Gundigan role at City. And the player I've always said is the perfect Gundigan replacement is Alexis McAllister. Now, it's known that we're very keen on Alexis. And I think he's the ideal player in that left-sided number eight role becoming that left-sided ten. The holding midfielder will need to be upgraded. The obvious one is Caicedo. He'd be perfect. Whether you could get both of them from Brighton, I don't know. But he would be absolutely perfect. If not him, Molly's agreeing with me. She thinks we should get Caicedo. Um, if not him, Ugart is a different profile, but he could fit very well. Florentino Luis could fit quite well. Lavia would fit well, but he is that bit younger and there's still more development work to be done there. And then the right side at eight, I assume that was the role that they had kind of Jude tagged for. Now, it might be a thing that they decide to wait on Jude and just try and bumble through the year using a variety of different players in that role. That would be a mistake. You could go and get Dominic Zabozlai. He would be picture perfect in that, that role. Fits it to a T. Cody could play that role, I think. So if you do want to wait on Jude, I think Cody's probably the, the one that fits that role from the current squad. But Harvey could play there. Curtis could play there if you've brought in somebody else to play the left-sided role. Alexis, if he's the one that comes in, could play both, could play either role, and Thiago could play the left, and he could play the right, or vice versa. So there are options in the squad. You know, there are options. Um, One key thing, though, will be finding someone who can do a decent impression of Trent. They don't have to have his passing range, but they have to be really comfortable on the ball, able to slot into midfield and be part of a double pivot that dictates and then do the right back stuff as well. So finding that profile is difficult. There's not many of them around. Conrad Lamer would have made a lot of sense for us in this shape because he he came through as a right back, then he moved into midfield. And his ball winning, his pressing ability, all of that. He doesn't have trends passing, but he's a clever passer of the ball. You'd put faith in Will Spearman and the metrics left behind by Ian Graham that they should be able to find someone who can do an approximation. Won't be easy, but you have to trust who you trust. Um, Right, moving on. This is Anfield. Obviously, lots of post-match coverage from yesterday's game. Liverpool.com. Again, a lot of talk about Leeds. There's a piece about Ryan Gravenberch. Now, Florian... Plettengoal, whatever his name, Plettigoal, whatever his name is. He came out yesterday and said that Bayern aren't, aren't open to selling um, Gravenberch. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that one. Um, to me, he'd fit that left-sided eight role. If you're going to use him in that team last night, that's where you'd play him. But, I mean, if Curtis can play like he did last night, 
I don't really see the need for Graven Birch. Because I don't think he's good enough to walk in and start for us. In time, he could be. He's got the talent to The issue's been this is two years in a row now where he's been really poor. Um, according to the Media Digest piece on Liverpool.com, we have agreed uh, contract terms with Graven Birch. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Um, there's also mention here of Alexis McAllister, that he is a player where very, very keen about. Um, it also suggests that we have not inquired about Conor Gallagher, which would be great news. A lot of people have said they'd like to see Mason Mount in that right-sided role from last night, and I think he'd do really well there. I do think he'd do really well there. So if you could get Mount and Alexis in those roles, that would be very strong. I prefer someone like Zabozlai because of the creativity. I just think he's a better player. Than Mount, but Mount would get a lot of goals from that position. Um, yeah, if we look, if we could get Mount Alexis, ideally Caicedo, but if not him, Romeo Lavia, that would go a long way towards getting us on the right track again. You'd have Fabinho as the backup to Lavia, or the the one that rotates with him, Thiago to rotate with. Alexis, and then you could have Cody and Curtis as the ones that rotate with Mount. And that would be quite good. And then Cody can obviously rotate in the front three, as will Jota. Harvey could rotate in the front three or that right side at eight. Carvalho could play one of those eight roles or play left side of the front three. You'd assume Ben Doak will play a bit more next year. You'd assume Kate Gordon will be back next year. So we'd have a lot of options. I think we need a starting left-back slash left-side centre-back because I don't think Robbo's ideally fitted. He did play well last night, though, but I don't think he's ideally fitted to the role. I think you can you can definitely upgrade there. And then that back up for Trent, and then we're pretty much done. I mean, if it's Goncalo Inacio from Sporting, he'd be a really good fit. Uh, Hincapier from Bayer Leverkusen would be a really good fit. Mickey van der Veen, who struggles with the aerials, but in that left-sided role, might fit quite well. Uh, he's big and he's quick and he's good in the ball. Bastoni could be an option, but he'd be very expensive. A lot of people have said Evan and Dicker. In in that role, he'd be okay. He'd be okay. He wouldn't be great, but he'd be okay. Um, Levi Colwell would be perfect. Josco Gvardiol would be perfect. Gvardiol would be like the ideal one um, in terms of his passing range. Colwell, Colwell would be perfect in terms of long-term. He's your Virgil replacement, so he can slide into that middle role and then maybe you look for another one to play on the left. But look, this might just be a shape that we're going to use in the short term. If it is, fair enough. I'm not in love with the shape. I thought there's, I think there's some flaws to it. I think good teams will exploit certain weaknesses. But if we upgrade the players in it, then it might work a lot better. Um, 
On AnfieldIndex.com, what have we got then? There is a piece on Trent, how Trent Alexander-Arnold could be the future of Liverpool's midfield, uh, written by Ben Poscott. I, I would just emphasise the fact it is he's still the right back in the team. So I've seen some people say, oh, we should just buy a new right back. That would negate the purpose of the shape that they seem to be wanting to move towards. The idea is to get Trent moving into midfield from right back where he'll have a bit more freedom because the left winger of the opposition is unlikely to track him in field. Now, last night he spent a silly amount of time in central midfield because nobody was coming near him. He had all the time in the world. Um, 124 passes from Trent last night. 91% pass completion. That's very, very impressive. Uh, we've got a piece about the man of the match, which was given to Trent. There are player ratings, which I assume Stephen Smith did, but I could be wrong. It's normally Stephen that does them, but uh, we'll pull this up and we'll see. Uh, this piece was indeed put together by Stephen Smith. So player ratings for last night. Uh, Ali 7, Trent 9, Robbo 7, Ibu 7. Ibu was was an eight. The mistake was the mistake, but Ibu was brilliant last night. Uh, Virgil seven, Henderson six. That might be a bit generous. Fabinho seven, Curtis eight, Cody seven, Jota nine. I'm sorry, no, absolutely not. Uh, two goals and an assist, but he was absolutely awful up until the first assist. So. A seven would be fair. Uh, Mo nine. Darwin seven. Bobby six. Milner six. Thiago six. And Jurgen eight. Uh, that's those. Uh, let's see. Podcast wise, there is a post match roll from last night. Myself, Trev, and Carl. And there is a Nina Kauser show. She had Tad and Steve on to talk about the Leeds game as well. If you haven't listened to the latest Positivity podcast, it's up there, as is the the old school Anfield Index podcast, the original and the best, uh, Trev, Cam and Lisa Marie, episode 362. Fast approaching episode 400, so I'll probably have to make an appearance. Uh, that's all I've got today, folks. Thanks a million. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.